Hey, I'm Matt Conte. I'm a digitally driven designer, storyteller, and creative director from Toronto, and you're listening to the Mountain Movers Podcast. This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. Welcome to the show, Matt. This is something that we've been trying to make happen for a while, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're finally here. So tell me, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Finally. Yeah. We, we're making this happen, let's man. Let's go. So, thank, thank you for having me. So let's kick things off with you telling me a bit about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Well, my name is uh, Matthew Conte. I'm 22 years old, and I've had multiple businesses in uh, my past years. Uh, I've been designing since I was about 15 years old. I've been a visual artist since uh, I was about six. And, you know, I love creating. I love bringing new ideas to life and just making making tangible products that benefit people and can actually make a change. Because mm. that's all we want to do, right, with our art. We exactly. just want to we want to impact the lives of those those around us. In exactly. any way possible. Even if it's just one person, yeah. if you change that one person's mentality or view at perspective in a certain way that can benefit them, then that's all that matters. Dude, I love the sound of that. Okay, so just to, you know, get the ball rolling here, let's go back a bit. Let's talk about young Matt Conte. What was he like? Jeez. Very quiet. Definitely very quiet. Um, I used to travel, actually, a lot. Because my sisters, they used to dance competitively. So we used to travel to the States a lot. And I was always such a shy kid growing up. Always such a shy kid. But I always used to love art, love drawing, love creating. Because I remember when I really started to fall in love with drawing was when the first Spider-Man came out. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was drawing his suit. Yeah, of course. As soon as I saw that, I don't know, something lit up in my brain. And then from then on, i just been creating since then <laughs> have you ever tried to draw your own spider-man suit oh countless <laughs> countless Four years. so what kind of projects are you up to now take me through it a bit well uh i recently built up a clothing brand yeah deface toronto yeah right a little bit about deface um i started this first year university I just recently actually graduated Bachelor's of Design. Yeah, let's go. Congratulations. From uh, the York Sheridan Design Program. And uh, basically, I started DeFace because uh, I was always in love with going downtown Queen Street, checking out all the shops, going to see what was new. Fashion's always been something that I've always liked and, and thought that it's a very uh, cool way that people express themselves, mm. right? By their style. And it's it, I think it tells you a lot about someone that the way they present themselves yeah. and how they like to present their character yeah. in their own unique way exactly and that's basically what uh, the face stood for right because 
like our me- our mission and our message was uh, it was basically a brand for the creatives, right? Powered by each individual person because we believed in everyone being distinct mm. in a culture of conformity. You can say uh, we are people that stand out by just being ourselves. Yeah. And I guess like growing up as someone who liked to draw, someone who liked art, but didn't really know how to express themselves. Mm-hmm. This was kind of your first taste of like, exactly. this is my art. This is what I believe in. I also believe what you're about. I also believe in what you're doing, but how can we combine what we're doing to express ourselves together? Exactly. Wow. You said that perfectly. Wow. Yeah. See, the thing is, I'm so grateful for the past like four years especially coming out of high school and definitely starting the business because from where I was as a person and just as a spiritual level, mental level, the way I looked at the world and the people in the world from then to now, completely different, Mm. like night and day, complete different person, right? It, It made me go so deep into myself which you know it's it's not the easiest thing to do right because most people like to uh so let's say blame the external mm-hmm. of their circumstances or what is going on in their life right and a lot of things through building this brand uh showed me more about myself allowed me to go actually within myself and work on things and expose things to me that I need to get through to become the better version of myself. But that came with a lot of uh, change and hard work within because from when we started it, right, we were in the mentality of like, okay, we're going to come up with this, we're going to come up with this, and then we're going to make this much money all for the wrong reasons, mm. right? We're going to look like this way. Oh, people are going to think about us like this, mm-hmm. right? All for the wrong reasons, right? Don't get me wrong. Making money is part of business. Of course, you want to be cash flow positive all the time, right? But starting it just like that, caring about how it was going to be perceived is not what a business should be started for. Mm-hmm. As we as I, as we started it, because I do have two partners, uh, Jesse and Kyle and um, when we started it it really slapped us in the face yeah. in a lot of places a lot right and it took a lot to navigate through and on the outside looking in like everyone thought it was so like oh my god yeah. wow because of the social media presence and just people seeing the like influencers let's say that were wearing the brand and promoting it and it was actually getting out there. People started to take notice, especially people within my little world yeah. from high school and outside people that I've grown up with, right? So from the outside looking in, it was like, wow, that's going to be amazing. But then when behind the scenes, you're working through all sorts of things that you can't even explain, right? And then... It's almost like putting on a show, but once you do that for too long and don't live in an, auth- uh, in an authentic way, um, when you don't live in an authentic way, uh, it just, 
you can't be happy. Yeah. You can't love yourself. Yeah. It becomes right? like uh, ultimately it's work. But the reason you started this, I'm sure, was because it felt like work that you loved. Mm-hmm. But when you're not being authentic, when you're wearing that mask, when yeah. you're trying to put on a front for not yourself, for other people. Exactly. It becomes a lot of work. It does. Dude. But so, I'm so grateful because of how it showed me and exposed to me the journey that I had to go on and continuously everyone has to go through every single day to become and work on themselves to keep on elevating and growing and always striving to be the best they can be for themselves and for the benefit of other people. So defaced aside, you know, this was your first taste of like artistic expression, artistic freedom for yourself. Definitely. So last time we saw each other was just at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, we went it's to that we went to that dinner together. It was great, you know. It was a great night. But that was like the first time you really expressed to me all these feelings of looking inwards. Yeah. Right? Betting bettering yourself from the inside out. And dude, you never look happier. Like I, I really felt like you were doing something for you for a change, right? Because often we do, I know, I know you, man, like you, you like to, you know, please other people, you know, make other people happy, but what are you doing for yourself? And I feel like this inner work that you've been doing, that you've been up to has been on the low, you know, definitely I've been Not, off, yeah. off grid for a while. Exactly. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that don't really understand why, mm-hmm. but that's okay. So talk to me about this work. What kind of self-exploration have you been going through? Well, I'd say it started really about a year and a half ago, right? When things started to kind of crumble all at once, Mm -hmm. right? With many different things. Um, But it really started to show me and break down uh, things that were in my belief subconsciously that I wasn't aware of. That was not only harming me, but other people. And things that I used to believe that were growing up without it, us knowing or not, right? We get programmed through every single thing that we experience. Because you have your conscious mind, your subconscious, and your superconscious. Okay? And everything is recorded by your subconscious if you don't know it or not, right? And most of the time, people um, are only conscious of, like, their being every day, like, 5%. And the rest of them is just running on autopilot Mm -hmm. from their subconscious of knowing what to do in different situations because they've done it before. Yeah, going through the motions. Exactly, right? And... I would say it really started to have an effect on me is when I would think a certain thing, but then in that present moment, I would catch myself, right? And I'd be like, why are you thinking this thought? Why are you thinking in this way? Why aren't you looking at it this way, right? Using it instead of something that is a negative, you turn that into a constructive way and approach of always leading you towards your fulfillment and happiness within your own self, Mm -hmm. right? And then by doing that, 
it's going to affect everything else around you. Can you give me an example? Definitely. So like an example would be, um, let's say you're thinking negatively about what someone said to you, right? But at the end of the day, you have to know where you stand with yourself, right? And be conscious of where other people are at. Mm-hmm. at the same time right and things really changed when i started to come at things with more of uh understanding and compassion right and always trying to, to come from a place of why is this person saying this and how do how are they portraying it but then how can i also receive this in a way that can benefit me mm-hmm instead of quickly resorting to judgment or negativity back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that's not good for anyone. Yeah. Yeah, so that that type of work takes time. It does take a lot of time. And it takes a lot of effort. A lot of effort. So how does somebody who maybe isn't there yet, what kind of steps can you take to eventually get there? Well, one thing I strongly believe in is meditation Mm. meditation i've been doing it every day now for about uh, a year and a half twice a day sometimes more if i could get it in um but definitely starting out even if it's just five minutes a day five minutes then you do that for a week then you work your way up to 10 minutes and then let's say you do that for a couple weeks then you work yourself up to 20 minutes and just creating that daily routine of meditating because meditation, it's basically the way I see it is instead of controlling your thoughts, it's making them not having control over you. Okay. So it's like flipping the script a little exactly. bit. Exactly. It's not to control your thoughts. It's to stop letting them control you. Right? And the thing about that is you'll never get rid of negative thoughts or emotions, right? But it meditation, the effects that it has is when you're not meditating, it allows you to slow things down, almost be conscious of everything coming in, but you are able to de- like decide what you want to believe. You're looking at everything with non-judgment, and just an open mind. Yeah. Because anytime you have a closed mind, then that's that's just limiting yourself. Yeah. There's no room for any kind of growth. Exactly. Jeez, man. So how long do you meditate a day now? Would you say? You say three times a day, but obviously you didn't start there. You probably started with the five minutes a day. Exactly. That's exactly you grew up to the ten minutes. And so tell me about your meditation now. Is it guided? So I do two guided, and then usually I'll do one either just uh, silent or just uh, a frequency music. And for how long? Um, Mornings, 20 minutes, night, 20 minutes, and then afternoon, usually about 30. And I, I ask these questions because I'm someone who has really wanted to start. Right. And I'm someone, you know, I'm very, I'm a very hyperactive individual. Uh, I, when I'm alone with my thoughts, it's not always the, 
it's not always the most it's not it's not the most enjoyable thing it's yeah, hard it and I, hard. I think meditation is supposed to be hard but i ask this because like how do i someone who doesn't necessarily like to sit still for a long period of time how, how can i get into it one thing that makes meditation uh, difficult to start and continue is because people have a hard time easing their mind and, and slowing down the thoughts that are racing through, right? And actually controlling, right? And that's, that's part of the process. It takes time to develop that control. Imagine when you go to the gym, you're, you work out a muscle mm -hmm. and you continually work it out to get it better and get it better and get it better and get it stronger so you can lift more weight. Yeah. Think about it that way. Okay. You're training your mind because through meditation, like working, it allows you to tap in to the beliefs that are popping up. And once you start catching them, you basically are able to rewire your subconscious beliefs by bringing the negative ones up in front of you and dealing with them head on and rewriting the meaning that that situation or event gives you. And you're able to take that, put it in a positive perspective, and then take it for something to grow with. Dude, so you're literally actively changing and rewiring. Yeah. Like, things that used to affect you probably don't even affect you in the same way anymore because you take them, you switch it around, and you use it to better yourself. Exactly. To push yourself forward. Because I think that something that a lot of people fall in the habit of, and I'm victim of it too. We all are. Yeah. Is that, um, you know, I... I can say that, like, I, I often fall victim to caring about what other people think of me. Of course. And, like, that's just something that, you know, I, I actively become more aware of as I grow mm -hmm. personally. Um, but it's not something I've been able to shake fully mm -hmm. yet. And it's not even just, like, random people. It's, mm -hmm. like, even my friends. Mm -hmm. But, like... It could be friends, family. Right? Yeah. Even the people closest to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is the weird thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that if we can all look at it as like, okay, why are they saying these things to me? Understanding their perspective on how they view the situation. The situation. And it's very easy to come at it in an attacking way, yeah. right? But there's no benefit in that for anyone yeah. because there's no need for you to hold those emotions with you because the longer you hold them, the more they're going to implode and then eventually crash burning down in your face instead of being conscious of it understanding but then making the decision for yourself on what you can do with that okay so let's rewind a little bit more from today let's let's look at matt two years ago versus matt now what has this inner work changed about yourself or what have you noticed specifically well definitely i would say that the most it made me change is with compassion for others. I never, I would always be very ego-centric and very uh, well operate in my egoic state of mind, I'd say, of always wanting to look this way in order to appear like this and that, just like we were talking about earlier, yeah. having this image and almost fake 
identity for yourself, right? And the more that went on, the more it exposed and exposed and exposed to me the things that I needed to work on. And so moving forward, as you work more and as you look deeper inside yourself, mm-hmm. what other accomplishments are you trying to have? So actually, currently, I am working on a couple of things. Mm-hmm. I'm building out uh, some businesses revolving around uh, brand presence, online presence for brands, um, online marketing, ads, content creation. I got some things in the works that I'm building out with some different people. Um, currently, right now, just doing design work, websites, freelancing, brand systems, building brands, presences online. But as I'm doing this, I'm also working with my different partners to create the businesses that we're currently building. So I guess this is just like a new... Artistic expression obviously isn't new exactly. to you. This has been something that's been a part of your life for a while, but this is just like a new path that you found, exactly. a new outlet to put your creative energy into. Exactly. And so has this been a dream of yours for a while, especially these specific platforms, or is this something that you found recently that really resonates with you? Well, like I said, I mentioned earlier, uh, I started designing in grade 10. I went to a high school named St. Elizabeth. And I took a class, graphic design, right? And that was the first time I was introduced to being able to take a visual art and put it on a computer, mm-hmm. right? And as soon as I saw that, I fell in love with it. I would get like the projects for the, for the class. It would be like four big projects. As soon as I get it, I'd finish it within like three days. And then the rest, I'll just practice yeah. tracing images, designing, always trying out different things that I could do with the actual programs themselves, Illustrator, Photoshop, and just testing every single tool that it had to just master the programs basically. And then since then I've been, I've been doing design for businesses, brands, especially even my own, uh, since. And the program that I just graduated from was four years. So, excited to be done school now now that I can fully focus on things that I want to achieve and I mean with everything that I'm doing now it's it allows me to help businesses in a new way by applying all the skills that I've learned over all my past years of doing everything I did for defaced so obviously this has been in the works for a while not even just these ideas and these ambitions but the skill sets that you've acquired to date Mm -hmm. have been ongoing Definitely. And so if someone's listening right now and somebody wants to get their hands on this kind of skill set, this kind of knowledge, what's the first step to that? First step, honestly, I think it's really a matter of testing a bunch of things out, testing a bunch of different creative avenues out, but doing something that you care about and doing something that you actually love and something that you actually can do for a long period of time because you love it, right? If you don't love the thing that you're doing, then you're always going to find excuses as to why you won't be able to do it. And do you think that you personally have fallen into that stream? Or can you honestly say that every day you wake up, 
and get to work on your craft. There's always more failures yeah. than successes, but through failure is where the most growth, where the most growth happens. Yeah. Right. And that, that comes with all the work of the spiritual side, right. And progressing yourself and taking those actions to have an effect on the work you're producing and not only what you're doing, but also in the way you interact with people around you. So where do you want to be in 10 years? I think that you have a very driven mind. Obviously you have done that work inside and it is amplifying the way that you attack your work outwards. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what kind of ambitions Matt Conte has with obviously the new outlets that you're creating, the new platforms that you're building. Where do you see it going? Well, I definitely want to end up having my own personal studio, right? And release art pieces, um, really anything uh, related to design, even uh, let's say it could be from art canvas paintings to sculptures to furniture to little figurines to clothing, to anything, yeah. really. That's that's one of my goals of just creating these really unique pieces, not only for myself, <laughs> right? Because I love design and I love always having uh, my own way of creating something to life, yeah. but allowing others to be able to have it for themselves too. I know I want a piece of Matt Conte. And I know 10 years from now, if you keep on going, man, I'm just going to keep wanting a piece of Matt Conte. But of course, I also want to uh, give back to the world in every single way I possibly can, honestly. That's one of my goals yeah. for the future. Of course. And what's that going to look like? Definitely want to get honestly into some sort of... Uh, education yeah. of how to how people can um, come into understanding self-talk and actually the process that it has and how the power of self-talk the influence that it has on shaping your reality and teaching people how they can actually take tangible actions to basically make their lives into anything they want it to be. What you just explained sounds a little bit like a thesis project that you may have done for school, you know, maybe in the last uh, year. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell me about that? Of course. Tell us, me and the listeners, about me that. And the listeners. <laughs> so for my thesis project, we were given the task of basically creating anything, mm. anything, mm. right? And usually in design uh, schools, there's very a structured, especially for the first couple of years, very structured way of doing projects, assignments, everything regarding submissions or anything like that. But this was like the first course really where we had complete control, complete freedom. So I knew that since it was gonna be for the first, uh, for the full year, fall semester and then winter semester, it had to be something that I really wanted to learn and study, right? So I, I dedicated 
the first three semesters was all research, right? And then the second semester was all creating a product, yeah. right? So my research question for the thesis was how does self-talk influence your day-to-day actions and shape your reality? And how can it be harnessed to enhance entrepreneur thought patterns, self-efficacy, and performance in your life? And did that click right away? Did you know exactly what you wanted to do? Or was this something that you had to sit and reflect on? It started off with, because I remember around this time, another big thing that has contributed to is reading. And around this time, I just finished reading uh, Autobiography of a Yogi. Mm. Steve Jobs, he gave that book to everyone who attended his funeral. And it's a very spiritual book. It's very esoteric for a lot of people who aren't really into uh, spirituality. But I I think it's a fantastic book in regards to um, enlightenment, to how powerful actually each individual is. Individual is yeah. Right? And, um, but... From this thesis, think and grow rich as well, mm. right? And I remember my teacher was uh, thinking that it was like coming from like, oh, how to uh, trick people into making money and this and that. I'm like, no, you're no, not I'm... seeing it the way I'm trying to explain it. So it took some work to get the question yeah. in a way that uh, made sense to everyone else trying to explain it to, right? Because it does have things and contain things that are a little like... Uh, like what do you mean controlling your thoughts in this and reprogramming subconscious, right? It's a lot <laughs> to understand. Well, they're big words, they're big exactly. terms, and it's a concept that not a lot of people are familiar with exactly. because they're not introduced to a lot of other people. Yeah. Mainstream education and mainstream news and everything involved around that um, has been controlled for a very long time. Yeah, And people aren't... Uh, exposed to this information that can really have the most benefit to them for so for every single aspect in their life. So I guess it's just about kind of owning what you feel. Exactly. And then making it happen. Because like, I mean, I guess that goes back to what we were talking about, about, you know, caring about what other people think. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have an idea and you want to see it become a reality, what do you do? The way I do it, when I have a goal in mind, I always break it down into the smallest steps possible in order to get there. So I break down yearly to monthly to weekly to daily action steps that need to happen to get to my end goal. And of course, things that come up in this year, it's not going to go to plan ever yeah. right but taking everything that you know and navigating it in a way of having the perspective of always an open mind and always looking to not only uh benefit yourself benefit yourself but other people as well with whatever you're doing i think that's that's the ultimate goal i think so I know that you listen to a lot of podcasts. I do. You read a lot of books. You do a lot of self-exploration. And you really became in touch with who you are as an individual. Do you follow any specific mantras? You know, uh, when I'm running, 
I really keep in mind specific phrases, specific quotes, words, any piece of inspiration I can gather within myself to really get me through what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. So amidst all this self-exploration, what got you to the end? What did you think about? What kind of repeating, repetitive mantras were you feeding yourself? So the podcast I actually listen to and I recommend people check out is On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Insights and Perspectives with Joseph Rodriguez and Born to Impact with Joel Marion. I think those podcasts and just navigating uh, things that come up in your day-to-day that can offer a new perspective on how you look at them. Especially my favorite one is the Insights and Perspective because that he goes really, really deep into the subconscious and the superconscious and how uh, we are all basically creators of our own reality. Yeah. And his heavily influenced and started to change uh, the way I looked at everything, right? Because I would listen to them every single day, but then uh, affirmations that I would have, literally <laughs> posters of them, and I would read them every single day, yeah. right? Quotes like, the only limit to our realization of tomorrow will be our doubts of today. Mm. If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Mm. Every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Mm. Things like that, always repeating and thinking about having uh, things on my phone, wallpapers, with little sayings, just to remind you what your main goal is and what you're actually doing it for. Mm. Right? Yeah. It all just lines up. Right, because the more that you feed yourself, and that's where the self-talk comes from, and that's where the reprogramming of the subconscious mind comes in. If you see it enough, if you surround yourself enough with, with what the information you, and things that you want to take in, then that's where you'll start creating. Hey, dude, dude, I just feel like the sky's the limit at this point. If you can accept what you can't control, exactly, and then control what you can, exactly. That's exactly it. The sky's the limit. That's exactly it. (laughs) Dude, I'm loving it. And like, no matter where people may be at, no matter what situations they're dealing with or going through, not to put anyone's up or down because everyone goes through things that nobody knows about, right? But it's a matter of taking control of yourself and knowing that you actually have the power within you to do everything that you could ever imagine. Wise words from Matt Conte. Let that resonate, let that sit with you. The growth and the change will always be constantly present and you'll always have to be evolving, which is the most exciting thing because you're always learning. Mm -hmm. You just gotta let it happen. Exactly, you have to surrender. So Matt, that was an incredible episode. Thank you for sitting down and talking with me. Before we completely wrap things up, we're going to get going with our mountain minute. Let's go. Now, I explained that to you. That's a rapid fire round of questions. All right, man, you drink that wine, and then we're going to get started. I'm All Italian, right? bro. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I'm ready. This, this, this is the mountain, mountain minute. minute. Three, two, one. Favorite movie? Uh, Spider-Man. Favorite food? Uh, pizza. Go-to breakfast? Waffles. <laughs> Favorite song? 
Um, oh, I favorite song. Why can't I pick one right now? You can't pick of any, can you? No. <laughs> it was weird that I haven't listened to music a lot. Really? Because all I listen to is podcasts. Podcast. Okay, favorite podcast. <laughs> Insights and perspectives. Mm. Where did you first hear this podcast? Actually, one of my buddies told me about it. So what is your guilty pleasure? The, the question is usually, what is your guilty pleasure song? What's your guilty pleasure podcast? <laughs> guilty pleasure podcast? I would say uh, Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. He has some pretty interesting uh, characters on there. Favorite day of the week? Uh, Monday. Least favorite day of the week? Sunday. Favorite color? Red. <laughs> what time do you usually go to bed? Uh, 12. <laughs> what time do you usually wake up? 6.30. If you could make any animal your pet, what animal would you choose? Uh, dog. If you could change the stigma around one thing in the world, what would it be? Actually, can I change my past answer? The, 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 the dog? <laughs> yeah, a cheetah. Yeah. A cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fast forward to this question. If you could change the stigma around one thing in the world, what would it be? Uh, mindfulness. Hmm. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Hmm. That's a tough one. I would say, I don't know, like, could it be like, can we have one for sports? Can we have one for... One person. (laughs) One only one One person. One only. I would say... Jake, (laughs) you, bro. (laughs) I'm taking it. If you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Um... Telepathy. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Coffee or tea? Both. <laughs> Rain or shine? Shine, baby. Let the light shine. Day or night? Um, both are beautiful. Favorite number? Seven. Where do you want to travel? Everywhere. Fill in the blank. This podcast is? The best. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank Dude, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me and, uh, you know, filling me in on what's going on in your life. And I think that this podcast is going to resonate with a lot of people because I'm sure that there are a lot of people that will listen that are, if not in the similar position of you, will learn from what you had to say and apply it to themselves in, you know, some way, shape or form. That's all I can hope for. Yeah. Well, man, thank, thank you, man, for having me. And I truly appreciate this. Of course, bro. Thank you. Thank you once again for tuning into another episode of the Mountain Movers podcast. Please, if you are an iTunes listener and enjoyed what you heard, feel free to rate and review the podcast. Ratings help this podcast gain traction, which ultimately will grow the Mountain Movers community. So until next time, keep climbing. Love always. Cheers.